Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that will help you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. Together, for you. Welcome to episode 35 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. All right. This episode, I am going to talk to you about goal setting and how to make your goals actually work for you in your weight loss process. And so I know for a lot of people, when we talk about goals, I think a lot of people's brains just immediately shut down and there's this immediate kind of resistance like, ugh, I don't want to do goals. Like you think about all those kind of uh, conference type stuff or practice development stuff where you have to set goals and it's always like, oh, I don't really want to do this. But I'm here to tell you that setting goals and using them appropriately can make a world of difference to your weight loss process. And I'm going to teach you how to do that today. But first, if you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and please share it with somebody that you think would benefit from it. Uh, The more it gets shared, the more people can be helped by it. Um, and I'd really love it if you took the time and left a review on iTunes. Those are so helpful for me. So today is my birthday, which happy birthday to me. And I'm not going to put you through me singing the entire happy birthday song because, uh, really that's not what anybody wants to hear on a podcast. Uh, but what, today has led me to do is do a bit of reflection about what this past year has been like. And I have to say, I'm fairly proud of myself in that I have accomplished some pretty big goals. I've gotten stuff done that a year ago, I didn't even, it wasn't even on my radar as things I was going to do. So like, for example, this podcast, a year ago, I had no, it hadn't even entered my mind that this is something I'd do. And if you asked me a year ago and said, hey, Siobhan, would you ever have a podcast? I'd be like, no, what the heck are you talking about? That's not me. And yet here I am, you know. And the other thing within this year span is that's when I actually finally figured out the whole Wendy's French fries and accomplished something that I'd been trying to for years and reached a whole new level in my own personal weight control. Both of those things are good examples in my own life about setting a goal and then taking the steps to get it done. And they both speak to the power of when you're actually truly focused on something um, that you can get it done and you can keep your brain focused on it. Um, And that's what I want to talk about today. I also think it's really worthwhile when we're talking about weight stuff to speak about goals specifically, because I think a lot of us, when we've had a lifelong struggle with weight, it's really hard to set a goal and actually believe that we can do it. And if you set a goal, but you don't believe that you can do it, you're probably not going to do it. So often when we start thinking about losing weight and we think, okay, I'd like to get to this point, all of a sudden, all this Uh, self-doubt and fear and thoughts of previous attempts all comes up. um, And that often can, you know, sway us off off of our goal. And I think all that stuff comes up because, number one, in general, most of us are afraid of failing. And particularly when we're talking about weight, if you've had 
weight issues for a long time and you've tried a lot of different ways to lose weight and feel that you haven't been successful, often we carry that baggage with us. So when we try a new attempt, we're trying a new attempt, but we're trying it while carrying baggage of our other attempts. And what I'd like to propose to you is using the thought techniques and stuff that I talk about in this podcast or that I do in my coaching is such a totally different way to approach changing your weight that I think you can let go of the baggage of the previous attempts. So what if you couldn't follow the cabbage soup diet? Nobody can. And, you know, a lot of those really radical diet changes, it's not your fault for not being successful on them. It's that the diet isn't sustainable. Now, some people would say the same about low carb, um, and you see that in the media. And I personally don't agree with that, having lived on a low-carb diet for more than two years now um, and feeling like it's so much more straightforward than when I was trying to always eat, you know, higher whole grains and lower-fat food that I tried in the past. But everybody has their own opinion. And I think, like I've talked about in other episodes, what you need to do is figure out what's actually sustainable for you that you could see yourself doing for the rest of your life. So I'm relatively confident that I can eat this way for the rest of my life and be very satisfied and have a very full life and eat delicious food uh, without any worries. Um, And what you need to do is find the way of eating that gives you that confidence so that what you do is sustainable even after you reach your goal. And a little bit of a side rant that I'm going on, but Uh, You know, even after you reach your goal, whatever way you eat to get to your goal, you're going to have to maintain that way of eating to maintain your weight. There's a tiny bit more room for wiggle, uh, but it's not a lot. It's not what we picture it. You know, a lot of times, I know lots of times when I was trying to lose weight, it's like, okay, I'll just get this weight off and then I can go back to eating all that stuff. And it wasn't until I actually got my head around that no, I can't go back to eating that stuff. Like anytime I go back to eating that stuff, I will regain my weight. That's when I started to have more of the peace in the long-term maintenance of my weight. So you have to find a way that's sustainable and you have to let go of your feelings of failure from the past and all that emotional baggage that you carry with you about previous weight loss attempts because they won't help you moving forward. So if your brain is always looking to how you messed up or how something didn't work and this didn't work for you, it's going to be a repeating cycle for you. You need to let it go and look at what you're doing now as something new, something different, and set some good goals that then help drive you and keep you moving forward and keep you in that action phase of, like I always say, just keep figuring it out. So having the mindset of I'm just figuring it out, I'm going to figure it out no matter what and keep moving towards that goal. So I've got kind of three main points I want to talk to you about goal setting. The first one is you want your goals to be specific and measurable. And so a lot of you probably have encountered the SMART goal um, uh, setting stuff. So that's specific, measurable, attainable, relevant and time based. So specific in that you know exactly what you're trying to accomplish. So saying I want to lose weight isn't specific enough. You need to say how much you're going to lose. 
because if it's just a generality, you never know if you're there or not. It, it, it doesn't give you something to actually laser beam focus on. So you actually do need to pick how much you're losing if, if you're using weight loss as a goal. And I'm not saying you have to use a scale as a goal. You can use anything you want. It doesn't even have to be weight related. You can do, I have people that I work with where it's certain activities are their goal, like the ability to do something or participate in something is the, the goal that they're reaching for. But it needs to be specific and measurable so that when you're there, you know that you're there. And when you're not quite there, you know how far off you are from getting there. The attainable piece in SMART goals, as I do more of this, so I, I believe in, in setting goals that are attainable. Because if you've spent a lot of your life feeling like you can't reach your goals and that you're you're not good at choosing a goal and getting to it, then when you start, you do want to have attainable goals. And when we talk about brief action planning, we often talk about wanting people to be about 70% confident that they can reach their goal. So you don't want to be like 100% confident. That's too attainable. That's not a stretch. But if you're less than 70% confident, then it's going to be harder to stay engaged. So I think the attainable piece works well for the shorter goals. When we're talking about weight, the problem with the attainable piece is that I would harbor a guess that the majority of us don't actually have the belief that what we want to weigh is attainable for us. So again, when we start thinking about goal weights, our brain is automatically going into the fear state and kind of pulling away and avoiding because of fear of failure. So if we are thinking that it needs to be attainable, what probably will happen is we'll set our goal a little bit too too easy for us um, because we don't actually believe that we have control over our own weight. And that's okay. Like there's so many different ways you can use goals. You can just set a bunch of small goals. And, you know, when you attain a goal, Decide then again if you want to go further. That's a totally appropriate way to use goals. But I do think there is power in setting a big goal and then really practicing the self-belief that you can do it and practicing the focus because really big goals are easier to get fired up about. Big goals are easier to generate motivation about than just little goals. It's a lot easier to be excited about what it would be like to lose 50 pounds than it is to lose five pounds. And most of us would feel positive about losing five pounds, but, you know, losing 50 pounds just feels so much more exciting. But the idea of losing 50 pounds can, again, create a whole lot of fear thoughts and uh, like, oh, that'd be nice, but oh, I'm not sure if I can do that uh, type thinking. And that can get in your way. And so that's partly what I want to talk about today is you set it specific, you set it measurable, it's okay to set bigger goals for yourself. Um, If that's truly what you want for yourself, then set it even if you don't right now believe that you could do it. Believe that you could figure it out at least. If you can't believe that you can do it, believe that you could figure it out. Or believe that you're going to try to keep trying to figure it out. Now the Last important piece when you're setting a goal is that you have to write them down. So setting goals in your brain and just thinking about them doesn't work. 
it is not as strong as if you actually write it out. And I personally find writing it out pen and paper seems more powerful to me than typing it into my phone, though I've done both. But you have to write it down. And that's, again, an area where I think people get resistance because once you write it down, it looks very concrete. And if you're just thinking in your brain, your brain is fantastic at editing, polishing, buffing things up to make it, you know, be kind of what your brain wants it to be. But if you've actually written it down, you've written a time frame, you've written a concrete measurable goal, then you're a step towards having to actually do it. And that's scary for your brain. Um, but write it down. Write it down. Consider telling somebody. I can't remember. I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember which one it was where they're talking about how much more likely people are to reach a goal when they've told somebody else and it increases the rates significantly. Um, so consider that. Again, when we're talking about weight, I think you want to choose, if you're going to talk about your goals, you want to choose somebody who you feel safe to talk about weight goals with and also somebody that'll be supportive, not turn into food police for you, that sort of stuff, because I think we've all had that where we tell somebody we're losing weight or trying to lose weight and then they become overly involved in what we're choosing to eat. Um, but telling somebody that you think will be a good support, I think is always a good idea. Okay, so that was point number one, which was making the goal specific, measurable, and write them down, period. Number two, you have to develop a system to remind yourself what your goals are. So again, our brains will edit stuff and our brains don't really want you to go for a goal because going for a goal requires you to step outside of your comfort zone and feels uncomfortable. And our brains like things to be just in the what's known sphere. They like it to be the way that it is. Even if there's discomfort here in the way that it is, like when you have extra weight and that's causing you discomfort, your brain would always pick that discomfort over the discomfort of moving towards an unknown. <clears throat> and the reality is if you're losing weight, um, there is going to be discomfort. There is going to be things you have to say no to or restrain yourself around. And to our brains, that is something that it would kind of prefer to avoid. So if I've done this lots over my life where I spend the time writing out really nice goals and think that's great, and then I don't look at them. And when I go back months later and look at them, I have no memory of writing those words. And I think that's a good example of how our brains can really edit stuff out. If you don't purposefully and intentionally find ways to think about your goal and constantly remind yourself about it, your brain will forget it. It will push it to the back, cover it up with some old boxes, <laughs> throw an old blanket on it, let some dust gather so that it doesn't happen. Um, so coming up with a system that lets you keep it in the front of your mind, keep it nice and clean and clear. And things can be things like, some people write their goals down every day, so they rewrite them every day. Some people use them as like an affirmation, like just keep thinking them and reciting them to themselves, either in their head or out loud at different points in the day. Some people will do things like put their goals on sticky notes or little reminders around the house so it triggers them to think about it. There's so many different ways you can do this, but you just need to don't stop after you write a goal write the goal and then think, how am I going to keep reminding myself about this until I get it done? All right. And then the third point about goal setting, and I touched on this a little bit earlier, but know that 
if you set a big goal, your brain will freak out and it will feel scary. And all of that is okay. It is okay to feel scary and have some doubt about your ability to reach a goal. Uh, It just, the big thing when you have a goal that gives you those feelings is don't stop there. Don't let that that fear and that little bit of self-doubt and everything like that stop you. Uh, Keep, accept that that's a normal part of the process and keep taking the steps to reach your goal. So again, when we're talking about weight and you set a big weight goal, like I use the example of say a 50 pound weight loss and your brain freaks out and I don't know if I'm going to do that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to maintain what it will take for long enough to get it done what if we fail what if we can't do it and it'll often pull back and I see this with people I work with or um, the patients I work with is sometimes people will kind of set a goal but then want to adjust themselves back or kind of let go of any goals and generally when people don't have goals they don't see the same weight loss because our brain is such a powerful thing in this arena that if you're not focusing it and you're not making it think intentionally about what you're trying to do, it will sabotage you in all different ways. And some of them are so subtle that you don't really notice that it's doing it. You don't notice that those little actions are probably moving you away from your goal or preventing you from getting there. So your brain's going to freak out. That's okay. Work on developing the skill of still taking action. So still taking steps in the direction of your goal, even when your brain is freaking out. And then also work on the skill of practicing believing that you can get there. So again, there's so many ways you can do this. Like I said, having a system where you remind yourself of your goal will help but doing some visualization. So thinking about what it would be like to be at the goal, thinking about what your life would be like, how you would act, uh, and really trying to imagine it in as much detail, I think is um, a really powerful thing to help remind your brain that it's actually probably going to be a good thing. And start building belief that you could get there, practice believing that you can get there and you can do what it takes. The more I do this work, I really do believe that if you truly, you know, set a goal, really believe that you can do it and really manage your mind so it it's not getting in your way, I think you could do almost anything that you're wanting to do. So that's even out, you know, outside of weight stuff and I think it's such a powerful tool that we underuse in our society because, like I've talked about in this session, it does come with some discomfort and it it means committing to something and risking the feelings of failure. And I'm going to do a podcast about failure because I think that's a whole other topic is what is failure and is it truly bad? But when you set a goal, that's really what you're risking. You're committing to something and risking the chance that you might not make it. And what I would say is, you know, you're setting a time frame for a goal, but, and if you don't make it in that time frame, then it doesn't mean you failed. It just means you just need to adjust your time frame and maybe look at what actions you're taking to get to your goal. Um, And do those need to be adjusted and just keep moving forward. 
no matter what it takes. All right, I'm going to end it there because I want to get out to the lake and have some relaxing time there without any children. It's my gift to myself today for my birthday. I'm going to read on the dock and have my phone on vibrate. And I'm not in the office and it's going to be fantastic. But I want you guys to have a fantastic week. And thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. And now for a quick disclaimer, this podcast contains general education information on weight loss for physicians. I'm not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace a need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing.